Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum everyone and thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I have to say I'm super excited about um, sharing and connecting with um, someone I've held very dear for a long time and we're looking forward to this event and this conversation. And so um, without having a long formal introduction, which I'll do in a moment, um, welcome and assalamu alaikum Abdul Latif Ian Whiteman. How are you doing? Uh, very well, thank you. Assalamu uh, alaikum everybody. I'm super um, pleased that you're able to make some time and uh, we've got a beautiful set of songs that we're about to explore. Um, but we're going to go back a little bit in time as well to, um, to start listening to some of the history behind some of these. Um, but um, for those who don't know and, and those who have only recently found out, um, Abdul Latif is someone I've looked up to for a long time who I think, mashallah, has had an incredible um, behind the scenes I would say, um, influence and inspiration on many, many people through his creative work um, in both musical uh, journey and through his graphic design, through his visual work, his calligraphy, lots of things. And uh, Abdul Latif, um, I, uh, I'm just really thrilled to have you. And, and thank you. You're joining us from your uh, Orgiva studio at the moment. Is that right? Well, studio is a bit of a... <laughs> I think the, gar the garden shed, I think, is what we would call it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I happen to have a photo of it here conveniently because this beautiful work that you've just uh, uh, put out, Poor Man's Prayer, um, on the... Oh, yes, I, I'm in that at the moment, that little... <laughs> that is so it's, called cool. the Kiwi, it's, it's called the Kiwi Cabin. Nothing to do with New Zealand, it's just that we were trying to grow kiwis on it. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, and I remember visiting you there in uh, Orgiva. I don't think I, there was a Kiwi Cabin, but it was a beautiful... No, not, we're different. Live in a different place now. You came when we lived somewhere else. But yeah, okay. Same, ta same town, same town. But it was just felt like a very inspiring place to. Um, I mean, it's not, not. I mean, was it maybe an hour from from Alhambra and Granada, thereabouts, a bit less? Maybe? Yeah, we're, yes, it's about an hour's drive from Alhambra. Yeah. Well, so from, uh, from from Granada. Yeah. It's in the mountains. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at mountains now, but you know, it's not the Rockies. It seems like an pretty... inspiring place to be. <laughs> um, I wanted to first of all just explore a little bit about you know. This really nice piece of work, which is now um, available as well, and, and uh, I'm very fortunate to be listening recently to it. Um, what kind of why why did now feel like the right time to, to start working on these tracks? And I know some of them go back to you know different parts of your journey, but what was it that you started to feel was the right time to, to make it? Um, yeah, it's the right question actually. Uh, well, I think it's what's called a concatenation of circumstances. I like that word. Um, there was one of the things, of course, is the pandemic that had a big effect on I mean, I, my workload. Of course, I still work, well, I'm quite old, um, sort of dropped by about half. So it's all that space. And also, I had a hospitalization about two or three years ago. And when you lie in an emergency room thinking this might be the last time you see this world, it's a bit of a wake up call, really. And the other thing was, um, I'd had all these ideas floating about for many, many years. I mean, really, I mean, 40 years or so, which had never really gelled into anything. Uh, and I was just too occupied with earning my bread and butter. I think, you know, music is, is a very difficult thing for people to earn money. And as the pandemic has proved, um, people, you know, musicians are the people who are complaining. Um, which is one reason, certainly when I was playing music in the 60s, it was more like a charity. I don't think we ever made any money. <laughs> uh, I would discourage anyone to think they could, unless they're a complete genius. And uh, 
also had nerves of steel. You know, performing, performing is that really, uh, I, I'm not very good, I get very nervous, you know, and uh, it's, it's not something new at all. Uh, I, I, in this, when I was younger, I used to do these, um, we did these really amazing concerts playing the oboe, I was about 18. And I remember this experiencing real stage fright for the first time. It was in a church somewhere in Essex. It was a very good orchestra, like a professional orchestra, and I was playing the oboe. It mm. was a um, Corelli's oboe concerto. I could sing it to you now. I remember it. it's just implanted in my head. Da 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 da. da. Anyway, that that came up to the, when we were going to play, and I suddenly it, I got it went to my stomach completely. Yeah. I was in a church, and churches don't have bathrooms. <laughs> they don't have green rooms. Uh, I thought, what, what am I going to do? So I went out into the, into, out the, the through the vestry into the, the graveyard, and I thought, no, not, not in a graveyard. <laughs> so I, I had to crawl through a bramble hedge into a field where I found found a release, you know, and I cleaned myself up somehow. And the concert went on, uh, and it was very beautiful. It was the most beautiful piece of music. But... The, the idea of thought of becoming a professional musician and having to deal with that all the time was just too much. I, I, I mean, we ended up playing a lot in you know huge. And when you play to sort of six hundred thousand people like the Isle of Wight, it's like you, they're not really there. You're in a kind of bubble. And it's just like you could have just been on television or something. Yeah, it's, but it's uh, really uh, about like I'm fascinated that you know we've spoken a few times, but I mean, in, in that for people, especially that you know. Um, I mean, to that part of, you know, music history and, you know, the Isle of Wight and that series and, you know, some really I iconic or very, definitely very, in, you know, influential um, musicians. But, I mean, you, you, you were playing there. You weren't just attending. You know, you were on a stage performing, um, which I think is, you know, that's, that's a pretty amazing part of your journey. Yeah, I, I think it's actually on film somewhere, you know, hiding in a cupboard in New York and it probably never, maybe should never be realised because they realise how bad we were. I'd love to find, now you've said that, I'm going to go looking for that. I mean, I, we, I, we couldn't wait, wait to get away and it was, it was complete chaos and we could have hung around for a few days but we just left and got onto the ferry off the Isle of Wight. Quick. Um, maybe we should have stayed, a lot, a lot happened but um, it's really kind of anarchy when you get 600,000 people. I mean, how do, you, how, do you, how do you manage a thing like that? Anyway, that's history. Yeah, but I do... Anyway, that's... Yeah, sorry, that's the sort of. I said to answer your question. That's that's how yeah. it, it this all began. Gonna, it was... I feel like I want to ask one. There's one more detail I want to ask because I, I do. If I remember right, um, and then we'll, I know it's a long journey to talk about. But was it at that festival or maybe another one you mentioned where you you know you were playing long in, in it was a long session and you know it was I think you had to go and pray fudge a prayer and come back onto the stage <laughs> or something like that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, well, actually, maybe this is where you just move into this uh, track. The, we were going to play the happiest man in the carnival because the, this is a bit of a hi important bit of history actually, and I'll tell you why. Because um, that the happiest man in the carnival was uh, we were working on that, uh, rehearsing it for an album called Jug of Love, which was going to come out. This was 1971, and it was spring, which is almost exactly 50 years ago to probably this month. I mean, it's amazing. Wow. That's and uh, it was the way we the way we. Um, uh, produced songs usually it was it was very sort of uh, egalitarian and nobody really claimed to write anything but um, the actual words for the happiest man in the carnival were written by Martin Stone who was the guitarist who was this he was kind of wizard and he introduced that whole band to like occult knowledge if you want to call it that mm -hmm. and uh, he had left this these words but he then went off to Morocco 
uh, he, he had actually he had entered this sort of Sufi order without telling us. It was a com it was a complete secret, and um, the uh, the words if you if you look at them they're very it could almost be like Gurdjieff and the happiest man in the carnival was he who remembered the curtains fall. You know he, you, you and all the words are in that that that, that vein. Um, I think and, we should have uh, let's have a listen and then. Uh, okay. Well, my, the, the, the newer version I did of it because I, I did it as a sort of nod to the bit of history and it's also because it was a, I thought it worth redoing it. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I absolutely love this song. So, um, all right, well, let's go ahead and... pieces of music and hearing you do this version uh is, is just so beautiful um but t tell me more a little bit about the origin of that i i it's quite i feel it quite sad when i hear this song because it, it was like the that album was like the swan song of a very extraordinary journey over four years and it was it's not melancholic it's just like wistful you know it looks back on something and even the words later on and the way it develops it's it's a very unusual song and uh, i thought it worth redoing it you know but yeah. um martin came back from morocco uh i mean he had he'd already been to morocco long before this without telling us and uh, i remember we were touring in um in germany in germany so we were playing in munich actually and uh, this was long before Is islam had arrived and uh, I remember going to the hotel room where he into Martin's room, and he was—I thought he was looking under the bed. 
I remember, I'd never seen anyone pray before, and no one knew what Islam was, knew what, no one knew what Muslims were, it was, this was the old days. And I said, can I help you, Martin? No answer, so I left. Thought, no, thought nothing more of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the way back, we, would, we were in this uh, white transit van with all the equipment in the back, I was sitting in the back seat, and suddenly the, the driver braked violently, and all these books fell on my head. And the books were actually, um, the Yusuf Ali uh, Quran and translation was the Arabic. It was two books that landed on my head. I mean, I still didn't get it, you know. And, uh, uh, and then, it, well, I had to say, I, I could say, you know, it, it landed on, it came on me, it descended, you know. So I think, I, I think, you know, when people said, oh, he embraced Islam, it's, it's more like it kind of, it landed on me. I, I mean, I, I was the most un, un sort of religious person you could imagine. You know, I was there for the music and for, for sort of elevation, you know, the elevated states and so forth. Anyway, that was the story. And uh, it, it was he. But then Martin came back from Morocco when we were doing this album, and and had his his playing had changed incredibly. He suddenly wasn't tuning up for ten minutes, you know, and it was so something was going on, and we were all very slightly. When you're with a very close group of people, when one person takes a step like this, it, the impact is enormous. I mean, you you really think someone's after you. You know, you're, you're trapped, and you are trapped. But it's it's all in a kind of good cause in a way. And it was that, and that album was really much, very much about the awakening. It was, it was, I think you would call it a spiritual. I don't know the word spiritual. I don't like it, but it was a spiritual awakening of these people. And in a way, it was very unusual from people who had come from very humble backgrounds. Um, suddenly. Elevated. I mean, it, the action, which was the originally my, before Mighty Baby, was just a. It was a, a very famous uh, mod group in England. It was really big, and we had George Martin producing. And I joined that because Motown was this great leveler, and we were, everything we loved was Motown. But it kind of broke up, and then we reformed it as Mighty Baby. We didn't. We didn't give the name was given to us by a manager. We didn't really like it, but hey, we're better than the action. And uh, uh, it's. Martin, from that point, when he, he joined at that point, because this other singer had left, and he arrived at the, the audition with a, a Les Paul guitar in one hand and a big book in the other, which I think was the I Ching or the Bhagavad Gita's or Gurdjieff, I'm not sure, but yeah. he, he influenced that group over the next few years to the point that we would go on gigs with piles of books. You know, the other bands were going with uh, stacks of dope and beer and that, and we were all sort of into like you know jg bennett and uspensky it was a, it was a, a pretty amazing I mean, not not easy but it was a um and musically it had the uh, had sort of reflected in the music in some way i'm not quite sure how it just it's kind of kind of interplay we weren't actually that i won't say we were commercial you know we were just a um we were, we played what we wanted to wanted to play not what unfortunately what the um, the public wanted to hear. Yeah. Although that might have been a good thing, I to, to have been successful in those times would have been a kind of, I don't know, a curse, I think. You would have been stuck with your fame and that's it. And In, in fact, the, the fact that it never succeeded um, commercially was probably a great blessing and we went on to have kind of interesting lives. Yeah. That, so that was a... That, that, that song and that period was a, was a kind of amazing watershed. It was a... It was when everything sort of finished and everything started. It was amazing. Yeah, incredible. Um, and if shall, I was thinking to put the next track on, um, yeah. is that is there a link Paul, there? No, Paul, Paul, Paul Man's Prayer really it was 
the next one it's relevant to talk about i think yeah great uh, okay. but because poor, poor man's prayer was um it was actually uh of some verses i wrote I'm, I'm i don't really rate myself as a songwriter but um and getting lyrics which you really need for a good song it's good lyrics um and getting lyrics for me is like squeezing the last piece of toothpaste out of a you know, I love Blake's toothpaste tube. It's really, really hard. But I wrote these lyrics um, because it. F I, I can't. I think I'd been working with Yusuf Islam, and I saw the the struggle he had trying to express himself naturally in a religious context. We'd done this Bosnian album, which was very difficult, and he really wanted to do something which kind of had meaning. And but he, he found it very difficult to. Uh, I'm sure he'd admit to this, um, and and then you know. And, quite a few years later then he went back into uh, playing with his guitar and I, I, he felt much happier and more natural doing mm. um but so what we were trying to do is i was trying to find something which expressed what we felt what we felt inside and this is what um poetry if you like should do and what poetry does but in our particular situation it was um the words were basically what i felt inside it was all about you know I've, I've been doing this for like 30 years all this stuff yeah what does it what does it mean if you look at the words it's just yeah. and i think it's a, it's a kind of prayer it is a prayer and it's it's a prayer everyone probably asks themselves you know um because we don't know and we we want the best and but we just don't know <laughs> um and this and then it, and the strange thing was i had the words to another tune which didn't really work it didn't sort of, I never thought it, this was like 23 years ago these these lyrics go back and um, yeah. I had another I had another song a chord sequence and I put them two together and they went boom it clicked and then I, and I then that that started this album in fact um, but I um, it was odd and it's a it, it was a very odd experience in a way because it was a song which you know I was thinking about I couldn't sing it I was thinking how does it go and I go I can't remember the tune which is very unusual for me, because these, if you write a song, usually it sort of invades your head and you start singing this song night and day and you can't get it out of your head. This thing, I could not remember it. And um, it just sort of clicked, and I don't know if people will like it. I mean, when you work on your own, it's a bit like a novelist who writes a book. You don't know if people are going to like the book. I'm out here in the shed and you do this music, and I think, well, I like that, but no idea if other people are going to like it at all. <laughs> and... He, and uh, and that's that is me. I'm gonna play it now so everyone can hear it. Um, and I think it's it's quite profound, especially hearing its its story and the connection. So um, one moment here. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, show this beautiful track. And the lyrics as well, I, I love are on the you put on the inside line and sleeve here. So yeah, they're um, on. They're on, they're on the blog. Uh, I have this blog, which they're reproduced on if you want to read them. Uh, Ian, okay. I, I called ianwhiteman.blog, I think. Excellent. Okay. All right. So, four minutes for this Now unfold 
when the earth gives up its secrets and the truth can now be told you will stand there right before him and your words will seem so small Lord forgive me I'm just a poor man who had tried to hear your call Why is your heart in such confusion When this water is so pure This doubt that is illusion And this drink is just the cure Thirty years I have been calling Don't you hear my quiet tone? Lord forgive me I'm just a poor man who had tried to hear your call you played it all actually <laughs> how could i how could i think to fade that out that is that is beautiful i know there's it actually actually i have to tell you it might almost made me cry a bit I don't well thank you it's, it's, i can really hear your you know um it's it's do you know it's, it worked in it, it worked in mono because zoom is all mono i thought those stereos so important but actually worked very well in mono <laughs> everything we used to listen to was in mono you know, the great jazz records of the past, like Kind of Blue, were originally released in mono, and everybody thought they were wonderful, you know. But yeah. stereo, it does create space, you know, it's very nice. Yeah. No, it's, oh, it's I, nice. 
I think it's it's beautiful and it just it's so sincere. You know, I, I just it's just it's such an honest. I mean, I think picturing yeah. you in that place and just it's such an honest, beautiful. I, I, mean, I, I, I see nothing from it at all. My wife said to me, she says, you know, that's, that's, you should do that because it's it's kind of honest. And strangely, the people here heard it and it's already been translated into Spanish and Italian. <laughs> Wow. And I think it's and I think Chinese is on the way as well. So I'm I'm, I'm sort of flattered, but it's kind of it feels like it's nothing to do with me actually. It's just sort of happened a long time ago. I, the, what's when you, what's happened in the past for me is like gone. It doesn't. I, I really don't rest on laurels. You know, I, I, I'm as good as my last disaster. That's my slogan. <laughs> <laughs> We've well, all had disasters. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's. I think it's really. It's a, you've captured something um, very sincere. I think. I so. think. I mean. I think seriously. I mean, doing doing songs of, uh, I would say, you know, I don't like the word religious or spiritual, but of that kind of na nature, inward nature, yes. if you like, is actually very difficult. And I think it depends a lot on. I've decided it depends a lot on poetry, actually, and what we don't. We see we don't live in a kind of poetic age anymore. Um, in the in the sort of the, the beginning of the last century in the, in eighteen hundreds, people lived with words and poetry. It was a very strong thing. Then along comes film and radio and records, and people have got alienated from it. But actually, starting with words, you can produce really remarkable songs. And Happiest Man in the Carnival was proof of it. Actually, he often wrote very interesting lyrics, which did amazing songs. And some of the ones we're coming to later by Daniel Moore, which were. I found extraordinary because when you look at his poetry, it's beat poetry, really. It's free verse, nothing rhymes. And you think, how can you make a song out of that? But if you sit with it and work with it, it's amazing what happens. It's, it's like a, it's if it's an Ikea flat pack wardrobe, you know, it doesn't mean anything. But you start to assemble it and it goes, oh, it's a wardrobe. You can use it for all these things. And I found this with other of his songs, a bit like that. The, to the poet, you see, words are everything. They have real meaning. To me, it's I'm coming into poetry like a lot of people from this age, with sort of like reservations and well, what is it's just words, you know? What does it mean? But actually, it's everything. Until we have people writing really sincere, honest poetry, not oh, you know, Allah, blah 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 blah, you know. Uh, yeah, it, so much, that. so much, so much of it makes me cringe. Like, how do you do yeah. this stuff? You know, it's because yeah. you know the, people who take any kind of spiritual path, then what it is. It's a lot of trouble in, in it, you know, there's a lot of difficulties. And you can't just sort of say, oh, it's all nice and wonderfully. And, you know, it, it, you know this is just not, not, it's just not true. Anyway, onwards. Beautiful track. And we're going to go to Did I Ever Say I Loved You? Now, this is a, this I would love to, so let me hit, hit play. And then I'm, I have questions about this one, which I. You don't, uh, have, to, you don't have to play it all. You just... <laughs> no, sure. Let me play a bit. It's a, it's a delight, actually. So. Let me go ahead. Yeah. I'm really enjoying this. Um, it's great. Did I ever say I loved you When you broke my heart in two For you wove your love around me Then you look for someone new 
I wanted to possess you But you hid yourself away Now I look in every valley Every night and every day One day I pray you'll find me When I least expect your face But you know that I'll be ready To vanish without a trace Can't describe these feelings I cannot find the words But you will understand And then I'll know you've heard during an, an epic, uh, beautiful solo coming on, but I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to leave something for people to, to listen into. But yeah, yeah, sure. Tell me about that. Um, beautiful. I actually, love songs are very hard to write, actually. Um, I don't know if I've ever tried to write one, but where would you start? Um, actually, the interesting thing about this is the basic tune was actually I borrowed from Algeria. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually it's a really nice funky tune which is uh, we've sing we do all, all the time I sing in Arabic but but you know I thought well, why not borrow the tune and do something in English the Irish did did this actually they, apparently there's a lot of Irish tunes which were borrowed from North Africa in the days when they used to sail up around the west coast of Ireland oh, is that right? uh, I mean it starts with I've developed it a bit but. Um, it, why not? You know, we, we plug everything into something previously, and it's a uh, uh, language is that, and why shouldn't ideas like this? Anyway, there's, there's other tunes which I've borrowed as well, but that's probably the best one. It's kind of like Rocky feeling. And I don't, it could be, could also be very, very old, and we just don't know, there's no documentation on these things. Um, and anyway, it's, it, it's sort of, love songs are about either human love or about divine love but you know what's the difference <laughs> it's you know people say oh, i love you but love is a divine uh, attribute anyway it's a divine name actually so it's like it's i don't know not much else to say about it really it's a you, you can explore the words and impute meanings but i i don't know i actually i did that recording about four four or five years ago uh, yeah, okay. so, so yeah. it's a bit sort of bit funky but it was um, yeah. and it's quite sort of jazzy people yeah people but like the People like me playing the piano more than the guitar. I played the guitar because I haven't got a guitarist. <laughs> uh, you know, if, you, if you have a, give a guitarist, he'd be welcome. There's got guitars all over the place here. But um, uh, um, I'm, be I'm probably better on keyboards. But you know, it's you'll, you'll hear with this. It's, but I go between keyboards uh, and uh, guitars, and um, I've got a. And although there's nothing on it, there's, 
I've got this saxophone here as well. Yeah, nice. Uh, which I like, and I've got a flute too, and shaka. Yeah, the flute. You have to just do, when you haven't got musicians, you have to just have improvise. <laughs> yeah. oh, um, well, I would mean, like to do something with real musicians at some point, but it's pretty difficult actually. Musicians are difficult people to deal with. <laughs> yeah. well, I the remember, problem with I think if I remember right, um, you know, back in the o earlier times, um, you were was it you're in a you're in a session and you're waiting for uh, you know George Harrison or Eric Clapton or someone to show up in in some session you were playing keyboard for or you're in a studio or something was it you were um, you or there was some uh, I, I remember you telling me but they they weren't who, quite who you were expecting or something along those lines. Uh, I used to do lots of session work in the sixties. The only way I could get money actually, um, you never knew who you were going to get and. There was all sorts of big names. London was a small place. England was a small place. And, you know, if you played the piano uh, reasonably well, you, you, people wanted you, you know. Like, there weren't that many good pianists, quite honestly. Um, I remember doing, we did sessions with, um, I, I would, did one session with Stevie Winwood and we both played keyboards. So we had to toss up who played the Hammond organ, who would play the piano. <laughs> but I, I also, I knew this guy called, uh, um, what's his name? I've forgotten his name. Um, he was the bass player with Blind Faith anyway. I knew him from, uh, the name will come back in a minute. But uh, he was making an album and he asked me to go over and play piano on his album. And so I got the bus over to um, Olympic Studios. And there was all these Ferraris outside and <laughs> Porsches. And I thought, funny, who's this? Um, and we went in and it was like, it was this kind of superstar um, session with all these, it was, you know, it was George Harrison, Eric Clapton, Stevie Winwood, there was uh, a bomb on and on and on, and it was dreadful. It was the worst. <laughs> and I was complete. I was the complete unknown. The unknown. I was described as the grumpy pianist, which I was. Because <laughs> I mean, they just had this thing of like going on for track, you know, repeating the same thing for like forty times or something. And it was just like they, it just seemed like no. I was so glad to get back to where I had come from with some humanity. It, it's something about the super rich. And I think probably a lot of people would say, oh, what an amazing opportunity, but actually it just it was to show me something, you know, that this isn't, life isn't just famous people and things, it's it's much more than that, you know. I mean, though, Stevie Wynn was actually a really nice guy, he's very, very sort of humble, he took me home after the session, his little tiny Fiat, and uh, there was some kind of human about him. Uh, Eric, too, was, uh, you know, he's, it was very nice to sort of mess about, but the actual recording itself, I didn't actually talk to George, he was sitting in the control room looking very remote and very grumpy. <laughs> uh, I was, I thought, it, it, was, it was just too much money, you know, it, just, it was all money, 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 money. I got a small check at the end of it, but that's about the only thing I had to speak yeah. for it. They, they, you'd, there's a lot of groups and things. I used to session for um, the 10CCs and the earlier, that I did an album with them before they became 10CCs, and there was John Martin and Sandy Danny, Richard Thompson. I mean, it goes on and on and on. I mean, every session musician will tell you of the people they play with, because it's, you're just a hired hand. Yeah. It's not really that. But the lesson, what I what I always appreciate about you and talking to you is the lessons that you you draw from that. You find the you know it's the, what's the wisdom in that, you know, which uh, you know which isn't just the music. It's the everything around that that you know. Yeah. You, uh, I think it's kind of desperation. You 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 follow your heart all the time, and either you get sort of sucked into it, um, and or you get or you kind of leave it because, you know, there's some pretty awful things happen in the music world you know and a lot of the people i knew then this guy who invited me to this super session he he died he came home lived in his back in his porsche back home 
We got to Eccleston Square and the, the, the Porsche went into a spin on the wet road at three o'clock in the morning. 49 other cars about. He went into a spin as well, and he 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 had died in several. Uh, he was he was into dr drugs of some sort, and he he died. As a lot of the people, <laughs> they just they're just a, an obituary. And that's all they've left behind, really. I mean, you know, actors are the same as well. Actors go that way. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a tricky thing. I mean, we don't get to the subject of music and and uh, spirituality and things, but it's um. I mean, everything's dangerous in one way. You could sort of say vaccines are dangerous, but you know, you can be run over by a bus the next day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, I, it's, it, it's, it's an interesting subject, and the truth is actually, I really like silence. I, I just like to sit and listen to the birds. You go up on the mountains, and all you can hear is the rustling of your clothes. There's yeah. nothing, actually, nothing nicer. There's far yeah. too much noise everywhere. Yeah. But you know, we get quite honestly doing this album was like. It's kind of a compulsion. I've had compulsion to do these things, and I just sort of had to do it, see what it, what would happen. And I don't know what's going to happen. It probably go, go nowhere, you know. Uh, and I'm not really even doing it to sell sell records. It's just because I just had to do it. <laughs> does that does that make any sense? It does. Uh, I, I think it's uh, I think it's very welcome. After I mean, you genuinely had like this series of, of journeys, and and so the, the the music. What I mean, so the way I read it is, um, you know, it's. I, I'm so grateful even for this conversation because just hearing little story pieces from each of those songs and uh, what's you know what's meaningful about those. I think you've created something really special. And uh, let's go to the next song then, maybe. Let's go. I want to hear. Uh, I want to hear uh, Deep Green. Yeah. Yeah. So let me go ahead here. You don't have to play all of it, but. The sun has run its course And the moon floats into view And the nightingale complains To his love far away All he sees deep green What on earth can you being given of such grace Only grateful eyes can cry In the forest all alone All he sees deep green Looking at the stars Stars look back at me The world, it looks so small Its shape I cannot see In this hallowed place I find myself I know it from before That life I lived is but a dream Remember when I saw all my friends and family Stood by and said farewell We'll see you all again sometime It's a truth 
that I can tell. You can fake it, you can fake it, That last little bit there, that sounded really from the heart when you're about it's, friends with family. It's actually, it's very strange. Uh, that bird you hear singing at the beginning is actually a nightingale, and I think it's about nightingales. I don't know which came first, whether it was the bird singing or the song, but it was seriously, I was doing an audio track, and it was, they made such a racket outside the door, the nightingales, this was in the night, and uh, it, they, it got onto the track, so I probably left it. And, stra and strangely, when I, when I published this, the, the people who published it said, uh, we think you've got a sample there, you haven't got the permission to use. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, well, actually, it's the nightingale. You, she gave me permission to do it. I'll just <laughs> ask it. it. I'll get it. Yeah, yeah, quickly. So you know, anyway, it's it was a, it was a, it's a kind of personal thing. I can't really explain the songs. People have said, what does it mean? I I, I really don't know. It yeah. could be maybe. It's just the, the intensity of when you hear a nightingale sing. It's so intense, uh, and I try to imagine being a nightingale and into the forest, and and then there's like there's other things in it too, which are quite personal. Uh, from my past, it's it's a funny. Th I can't explain that one at all. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's it's also actually some. I realise the imagery in it is actually a bit um, is a bit Quranic actually. If you look at it, you're talking about when the sun runs its course and so forth. And also, deep green is actually if you've read the Cleary Quran translation, yeah, it's the shortest ayat in Quran. Is I can't remember the Arabic now, but in, he translates translates it as deep green. So there you go. Let's leave it, 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 it. It's it's these things influence one whether Lauren likes it or not. You know. Next it's, one is. Uh, I, see, I, I'm glad. I mean, just hearing the story about the nightingale, though. How cool is that? <laughs> you that was your that was your session musician was the nightingale who joined your. Uh, then, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the only session <laughs> which I had actually. <laughs> Maybe who knows? Yeah. They performed with some others, but. It, 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 he just did, I didn't have to, I didn't have to pay him though it's the thing <laughs> I'm sure uh, be credited now we'll add we'll add, add it to the credits here <laughs> all right so let's listen to track five right. raspberry juleps Cascade in a mass from Eve 
Christmas where chickadees sit by the trail Suddenly filtering down through the grass I imagined appearing in this veil of tears In the modern city West Coast, actually. Um, it's also old. I mean, this was, song took shape about 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. Uh, but um, it was, I mean, you have to know Daniel Mom. And he was, he was one of the, the, the City Lights beat poets, along with uh, Allen Ginsberg and um, the rest of them. So it, it had to have a flavour. I mean, I'm not even sure what the words mean. <laughs> I don't know what the words are about. But buffaloes through uh, I, it, old people, and it's just extraordinary. But <laughs> he, it, it, it has a strange. I, I, it's a song which you have to kind of know, and it kind of has a. I still love listening to it actually, and I tell you the truth, I haven't listened to this stuff for a long time. I, I get so sick of it if you listen to this stuff all the time. It's the first time I've heard it for this stuff for like a good three weeks. Yeah, and it's it's quite it's, quite, it's kind of refreshing actually. Yeah, and, and it was uh, as I said earlier. Um, his poetry is like beat poetry. It's it's free verse. It doesn't rhyme, yeah. and but you can make you, you can make things out of it. It's extraordinary. It's like a yeah. um, three dimensional sculpture or something. Anyway, yeah. uh, well, he, he, also he 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 had a, um, uh, I mean, poets who navigate the whole spiritual dimension. It, it's very tricky because they have to know all the um, uh, negotiate all the the pompous and cringeworthy stuff that the, the, the subject brings out right. uh, and, and through and for understanding the kind of loaded complexity of um, the, the English language that you know that ev all these words have meanings and you sort of say things and you can't really use it and to, to steer around that and produce something which is still like yeah. elevating is, is really hard and that's the job of a poet and yeah. uh, I'm waiting I'm waiting for poets New poets, well, new poetry. I love how you've put it together, and, and I know you know um, Abu Hay. His you know influence. We did an event not so long ago. You know, sharing some of the right, yeah, yeah. work that you've been, you know, um, you know, some you know among mutual friends being able to share and celebrate. And I, I'm so happy, you know, that you you know putting this track and and I think you know expressing that in a different way and, and bringing that. It's a really beautiful yeah. collaboration. So I, I'm, I'm I think. I think you know a lot of people were probably quite surprised I produced this album because people think of me as I don't know if they think of as a, as a, as a book designer <laughs> <laughs> or someone who sings um, Moroccan religious songs, you know, which I do. But uh, yeah. this is this is kind of my my hidden side, and uh, actually, it's sort of like most of my life. It's it's important to understand I've done things helping other people do things. I mean, session musicians, you're a side man, you know, you don't. It's not you. Uh, you yeah. design books. There are other people's books. Uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, so you don't really know much about me. Um, yeah. I'm no, you learn a lot doing that sort of thing. I mean, someone said to me once, did, did, did any of this 
these books you do rub off on you? And I said, well, apart from the printing, probably not. But because <laughs> you can you can design books without without even reading them, you know. But um, that's that's another thing. No, um, I think well, I, I my experiences, I'm, I'm many of the good qualities have not just the ink, and but even like I mean, just if we touch on that for a moment before the next track, I mean, uh, I mean, you gave me a, a beautiful um, recording when I visited. Um, a dip in the ocean, and I absolutely oh, right. love that. That's that's such a that's such a gem. Like I mean, it, that's such it, a it joy. I think only the way you captured it, and then I mean, to me, that's why you've you've layered in so many influences. But that was such a beautiful well, thing. That that, that, I, that I think was um it, it, it was a that was recorded in Morocco like two weeks before nine eleven, and wow. it was a kind of it was a kind of world of innocence before everything changed and. It captured, and also the beautiful thing about it was that there was no amplification. It was just two. Uh, Peter Sanders recorded it on a DAT, and I recorded it on a DAT. And you, what you could do in those days, you could put them both together, and you get a really good result. And it yeah. is it. It's one of those you put on, and just you have it in the background, and it's just it. It just breeds this. Yeah. It spreads this kind of joy. It's just yeah. a big joy. And actually, I must admit, when it when it happened, I was in a kind of music heaven when it was playing. I, I'd never heard anything like it. Because the Harakia Orchestra. Anyway, so that's on Spotify if you want to hear people want to hear it. It's yeah, not it's, for sale anymore, but it's a delight. And hearing the tea trays and the, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. One, I remember one point the guy playing the tambourine threw it across the room to sight. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, it was a real event actually, and I don't know if it had some of the best people in Morocco there, and it was. It's another whole. It's another whole thing. There's actually a film of it somewhere, but I don't know who's got it. Who's Which got all these films? We're gonna to have to track these down. They're all hi they're all hiding hiding away. Yeah. Oh, someone um, has to but it's, uh, anyway, that was a, I think the next one is um, the last one is also by is a Daniel Moore thing. More. Uh, it was more of a sort of song, and also from a long time ago, from like certainly twenty years ago. Uh, well, I said all these things have been hanging around for a long, long time, and I just had to put it down before. I, before I disappeared, or before the music disappeared. <laughs> well, well, before we even think about that, let's 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 um, celebrate and enjoy them. You know, yeah. uh, let's put on this one. Um, beautiful. Some, some of the soul. Yeah. There's a garden in my soul. Where a precious rose it grows And it just shines in the day and in the night Its smell it is so sweet And may its petals at your feet Find the path that you tread through the days of your life Look into the furthest space Past the limit eyes can trace planets and galaxies like floating cells in your blood Each soul holds this world inside An echo of the first man's cry The story of the universe written in your bones It's the song of the soul 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 Give us certainty beyond 
Anything that we can dream Dissolve us in the first light that shone into this world Let the jewel inside this soul Reflect this dazzling light Into every kind of darkness Which totally surrounds it Every eye is full of light And every heart is full of grace Every person that we meet has a beautiful radiant face Mountains, rivers, streams and lakes Canyons, gorges, trees and fields See the grandeur of God in each place And the shining light it yields It's the song of the soul It's the song of the soul the song of the soul is the song of the soul jazzy uh, background there i'm afraid oh, I, I was in i was in two minds of whether to include that track it's in a way it's the oddest it's a bit of an oddity compared with the rest it of them it but. feels a nice way to to round it's got, you know that's it feels a nice way to to wound that as well a bit of classic uh, yeah what I, mean. Yeah, I, I mean i i think it would have been good with a live a live um group actually with some uh, french horns and you know if you've ever heard of the coltrane's album called africa brass uh, or Olay, the one called Olay, which is a uh, it'd be yeah. really, it'd be like the jungle, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, I, yes. I, I thought of trying to recreate that, but it was sounded so terrible. But <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, you know, I, doing this album, I was very much out of my comfort zone. I really was. It was extremely difficult. You know, you could give me a three thousand page illustrated book with <laughs> footnotes and everything. It would, I wouldn't daunt me at all. Yeah, this was like because you see, the old days, you'd do an album, you'd go in. Two days you were finished, and everyone did everything else. The engineer, the the the, the producer, the distributor. You, know, you just got a badly pressed record at the end of it. <laughs> but with this this now you do you have to do everything yourself. You've got to do the music. You've got to be the producer. You've got to criticize yourself. You've got to, and you've got to get the technology of the, this. You know, this computers like dealing with a musician. You know, it's, it's this whole other person. And then, <laughs> <laughs> it was not not easy. I promise you. And I'm not even sure it was a good idea, but only I did it, and. Uh, I think, you know, the music for me is like an itch I can't stop scratching. Uh, in some ways, I, I, many days, I just want nothing to do with it. And I don't come out here for days on end. And then I get this kind of 
desire to, I've got to get, and, and, this, and actually there's another, I'm d working on a um, couple of songs at the moment, uh, one of them is another Daniel Moore thing, which is actually beautiful, from a poem I thought would never produce a song. It's, a, it's, it's an, you should try it, just get some poetry and see if you can just produce it, anyone can do it, it's not that difficult, but it's just, fasc it fascinates me, but I think the voice you see is so important, people have to sing much more. It, I mean, some great jazz records had no voice on them, but, uh, but mm, I think the voice is the thing which is the, uh, it's the, the most human thing about us. Yeah. I mean, playing instruments is nice, but instruments, music, you know, is like a, it's like a kind of setting for, for the voice. It's like a, uh, it's a frame around the picture. It's not really the picture, you know? Yeah. I, you know, you, something you shared not that long ago with me is I, I was asking, oh, what, what advice should we consider giving to, you know, someone, tr you know, trying to make their way in the creative world or this world or that? And you said something like, oh, they should consider singing, you know, learn to sing. Yeah. And I thought this was beautiful advice. But, you know, and, but tell me what, I mean, it was about, you know, something that was sort of almost lost and we need to recover a little is, is yeah it, no it, it i couldn't stress it more that you know because this thing's got been lost we were brought up singing all the time it didn't matter what it was but we were saying and at school we just sang for everything from verdi 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 operas to religious music to whatever and and uh it, it's it, it's as in i i can't i mean people who go to church and sing they, they're getting more than some people who say oh these things are not correct or whatever. What a, what a foolish thing. The, the voice is just the, the thing that opens the heart in a way which nothing else does. It's a real, it's a medicine too. You know, if people are, if people, um, oh, um, if, if people are depressed or, you know, have some of these beautiful songs to sing because it just lifts the heart immediately in a moment, just like that, you know. Yeah. Especially some of these ones from the, the ancient songs from North Africa. I've found them, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful medicine. It's, I mean, it's, as well as being artistically beautiful, it has an effect on you, much yeah. more than, uh, much more than anything. I mean, I think music by itself, without the voice, is a value. And I think, uh, you in in sort of certainly in Morocco and Turkey, there was tra traditions of um, healing yeah. with, especially it's the ins the insane or the the psychologically troubled. I mean, there was there's an old Maristan in Granada. It's not there anymore. But they, a thousand years ago, they were treating the insane with uh, with uh, just musical instruments, just it's like recalibrating people's being, you know, with beautiful uh, music and you know, beautiful surroundings with flowers and water and whatever. Yeah. I think it's 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 really something in it which people should look into. I've, you know, you can have vaccines and all this that big pharma you want in the world, but you put people into a beautiful situation with beautiful anything, it's going to affect them. You know, it affects me. <laughs> yeah, no, clearly, it's and it's one thing I've always. And many of us who appreciate your work, you know, is that you bring that, I think, that ahsan and the, the love into this album, into, you know, well, this really important well, piece I, of design. I, I, I think, I think also that, you know, we, we, we live in a kind of a performance culture now of, of expertism and people think that it's, uh, people don't do anything, they sit on a sofa and look at an expert doing it and it stops them doing it themselves. You know, you, mm. you have to, it, it's what, you know, the typical living room of, of some six years ago when I was, when I was young was a, Usually a piano in the room, and then people yeah. recreate it. Recreation meant to recreate. You you played your own instrument. We played, you did it badly. It didn't matter if it was bad. You sang. Yeah. You played instruments, and it was brought something into the house. But yes. when people are just um, when people are just listening to, um, you know, the, the MP3s or, uh, and of course, 
it's good to hear good music, but it's not the same as actually live music. I mean, we're back into the argument of live music versus recorded music. This is not a huge discussion. But um, it, you just have to do it as much as you can yourself and forget the experts, forget people that want to be, a, they want to be famous. You know, there's nothing worse than being famous as far as I can see. It's one of the big curses of this time. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, there we are. Play it. Put a piano in every house. <laughs> it's a joy. I remember my my grandparents always had a like an organ and it was it was singing. Uh, my <laughs> grandfather had a guitar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I learned to play guitar watching my grandfather, and it was just the culture. It was you know they would it would just there'd yeah. be a song and it'd be a joy, and you know the, and and later in life I think you know it's good for your heart and for breathing and just you know yeah I, the, exactly the breathing is it, I mean the the secret of uh, of singing is actually breathing. You know, and uh, that's one of the, its health benefits because you develop your your all these muscles down here and the diaphragm, which most people don't really breathe properly anyway. I go on and on about this; it's really boring. But, <laughs> oh, it uh, is. You, you, most people only breathe half their lungs. You go, <sighs> but actually, if you learn an, an instrument like an oboe or a trumpet, you have to learn to use all your lung capacity, which means actually you sort of learn to drop your diaphragm, <sighs> and it, it, and that you get much more lung capacity and of course there's a health benefit as well because the, the, the lungs and the heart are all to come together you know and if you if you the, the effect on people is extraordinary of, of, of music when you see when i've seen it myself on directly on yeah. uh, we, we used to we did these um are, are we running out of time i don't know well I, I think let's take a couple more minutes but i mean it, i think it's it's beautiful reflecting on this i mean i, I mean I, we all know um i mean and it's something that maybe it's another whole conversation, but it, I mean, just um, the, you know, the benefit and the the um, you know the, the the effect inwardly that you have. You know, if you hear, hear live koali, um, you know, if you hear mm. live you know Sydney and Pasaid, I mean, you know, humble those of us that have the opportunity to do that, and maybe not a lot of people haven't, depending on where they live. But wow, it, it just transforms you in, in, in you know in a beautiful way, and uh, you know. This is a this is a, a known thing, but it's we can easily forget that in the maybe the world of streaming everything, but actually performing itself, singing it, being immersed and, and connecting. Yeah, fine. You know, I mean, you might wonder why what, what value doing a kind of CD like this has. I mean, it's really more like a uh, it's it's just a contribution in the in a kind of discourse in a kind of it's it's it's, it's in a certain language. If you don't understand the language, it's probably not worth listening to the, the album. But it's it's using the a kind of language it's a, it's about something rather than it do you know what i mean it's uh i can't really express it very well but um it it's it's not that important actually it's 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 just it's just me and how i see things and if you don't like it tough I mean, the, the thing is that, that now you see everyone has their playlists and, and it's very surprising what people like. You know, I think it was much more universality, maybe homogeneity in the past. Everyone seemed to like the same thing. Now it's like there's no knowing what people have got tucked away in their in <laughs> yeah. their computers. Oh, I really like this guy. Look at this 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 little little office. Oh, is he fantastic? I know the amazing story. I used to work for this architect in Cambridge who was this very sophisticated Anglophile American. And he once, I once had to take his car out to his house out of, out of Cambridge to collect some keys. And I got in his BMW and there was a cassette and I stuck it in and I thought, oh, this must be sort of like, you know, something very avant-garde. It was like ACDC. Like, <laughs> like, I thought, yeah. how strange this sort of, <laughs> sort of educated thing. And then listen to this kind of thing. 
ghastly heavy metal rubbish, you know. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's some there's some heavy metal that's good somewhere, but not the stuff I've come across. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a, I'm just saying that it's a, we're in a strangely um, hyper individualistic world now, and it's 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 not actually that good, you know. How you get back to something more universal, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's possible. Yeah. Maybe it's the end of the world. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm really I'm really appreciate the. The, the time you put into album releasing it, I think you've captured something special here, and I know there's there's layers of meaning to it for you, but you know all of us, where everyone will bring something to that, and um, I think you've made something beautiful. And, well, it's uh, nice to actually talk to have an audience actually, because I don't really have an audience at all. Yeah. You know, I'm, I think if this thing sells at all, my my vast audience of about twenty five people. <laughs> well, <laughs> as far I, as it will, I, far as it will go, I think. <laughs> I think as you'll be surprised, the I mean the reach, the I mean the the, the body of work um, you have, you know, mashallah, through the different disciplines of creativity, you 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 know, yeah, it's reaches, you know. And anyway, don't you think it? But don't you think people assume it's a bit of a jack of all trades and master of none? It becomes a bit like that. Okay, I think the the polymath. I think people should be polymaths. Since people should do everything. I think it's yeah. really one thing can enrich the other, but yeah. uh, maybe well, it's better to be really good at one thing. Well. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people attach whatever label they might, but I mean, I, I've not come across someone with this this blend and this, you know, the, the influences you bring to it. And I kind of feel, uh, um, you know, all of all of that work and that journey, you know, it's it's also for now. It's for someone that might hear this for the first time. At, yeah, at I guess this, it, I guess it will have its own life. You know, have its own life of this this kind of thing. It's not something which has immediate impact because I think it's probably maybe quite difficult of access actually. But once it's sort of out there and people hear it, they get used to it. Maybe, who knows? I'm, I, I'm just really sick, sick to death of it. I can't, I can't stand it. And actually, listening to it now in mono was like, I thought this would be terrible, but actually, it was actually quite good quality. And I sort of quite enjoyed it, actually. I thought it took me back to a bit more like when I was actually doing it, you know. But when, when, you, when, you, when you're with it, when you're locked up with these things, it's like, it's like having, it just becomes really uncomfortable and you don't want to do it. It's, it's not easy. Anyway, it was, it's, it's been it's been a, it's been really nice uh, talking to you all. Yeah, look, thank you, Sidi. Uh, it was really a joy, and thank it's you so much. To, it's, it's hard to believe you're in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really yeah. don't believe this. It's like you're next door. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, we'll be sharing across the world um, when we'll, you know um, anyone watching the recording or watching uh, the replay live. You know, it'd be great yeah, to yeah. get your feedback and and please reach out. But um, make sure to um, you know uh, try and. Get a copy of the physical album. Anyone uh, listening or watching? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you if you want to, I'll, I'll send signed copies to people. Uh, but you have to go to do it. You go if you go to my blog, which is called this is a I'm, this is a plug, but barefaced plug. Um, it's you have to go to ianwhiteman.blog, and that will take you straight to a page, and it will tell you exactly what to do. And oh. I'll send it's a, for a very modest amount. Uh, the King, what's it? Kings of Leon did exactly this, signed copies, and they were charging fifty dollars a copy. Yeah. This, this is like this is like kind of twelve dollars including postage. So it's you know, yeah. Well, and you never know. Uh, maybe it's worth something. <laughs> I've got a, I've yes. got quite a few left. I've got quite a few left. <laughs> it's the poor man's prayer. <laughs> Good. Uh, thank you so much, Lily. It was great to chat, and um, look forward to catching up again soon. Thank you okay. so much. Want to take us out? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love it. Assalamu alaikum. Bye. Bye.